Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. President Joe Biden has tested positive for COVID-19. Very likely that somebody he met in the Middle East had it and passed it along to him. Another dangerous heat wave. There are millions of people suffering from extreme heat. Our nation faces clear and present danger. The latest climate report, code red for humanity. The inflation fire continues. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. Tom, Benny, and Clark, and you for the ride home. And no echo. Thank you, Clark. (laughs) We've had some technical challenges this week, and uh, our producers... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Clark. Don't overdo it. Now we're giving you credit. Don't don't uh, don't overdo it. Um, and hey, listen, we need to be praying for our president. I mean, it was just a few months ago we found out he had asthma. Yesterday it was cancer, and today it's COVID nineteen. Here's the president talking about his ailments. And I we I, when I went to a small little school that was about uh, a mile from the apartment complex we lived in and a little school called Holy Rosary. And I, you couldn't walk to school because although it was a four-lane access highway, it was just too dangerous to cross some of the streets. And my mother would get in the, And when it came spring, I mean, it came the fall. This is the God's truth. And you'd get in the car, and there's a little frost on the window, turn on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick. Not a joke. I have asthma, and 80% of the people who, in fact, we grew up with have asthma. I just in an apartment complex when we moved to Delaware, and just up the road to a little school I went to, Holy Rosary Grade School. And because it was a four-lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us, and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. This is God's truth. <clears throat> it's God's no truth. joke. Yeah. Come on, man. I, I mean, listen, this, whenever someone keeps telling you over and over, this is God's truth, this is the truth, this is absolutely truth, this is not a joke, you know he's lying. Yeah, you know, the Southern way would say, hey, hey, hey this is no BS, you know, before they tell a story. And <laughs> this, you, is, this is all BS. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a few weeks ago, an I guess a few sli- months ago. An oil slick on the windshield. <laughs> Every morning there was an oil slick on the windshield. Uh, that's why he has asthma and cancer, and today I guess he's got COVID. I guess this is I guess this is the God's truth that he actually has COVID. Somebody needs to tell Joe the oil slick on his window, windshield was his dad went out there and poured antifreeze on the frost so his mom wouldn't have to clean the windows. Joe, Joe. You just Joe. can't make it up. No, no. He's, he's, uh, he's a card. So this morning, um, it was reported that President Biden tested positive for COVID-19, according to House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. In a written statement, he is fully vaccinated and twice boosted and experiencing very mild symptoms. So pretty much the same outcome if you were boosted or not boosted. Uh, and again, we had this uh, story yesterday. We just mentioned it briefly, though, that um, the CDC has now come out and said, yeah, and it doesn't look like uh, the the boosters are doing a whole lot. In fact, uh, a lot of folks are now questioning whether or not your immunity is actually and and, and this this hopefully will only be temporary. But a lot of people are wondering is is your immunities actually uh, 
less uh, strong than they would be if you were not vaccinated. But anyway, we, we, we hope Joe is fine. I mean, listen, I really do hope Joe is fine. I mean, the last thing that you want right now is if Joe were, would go to his eternal reward mm. in the middle of his presidency because they would immediately turn him into a martyr. Mm-hmm. He would, you know, he would uh, attain sainthood. He'd be right up there with, you know, JFK and everyone else that has died in office. But you're really more worried about Kamala Harris taking Well, out. yeah. By the way, that's, that's a good lead-in for our political trivia. Okay, uh, and just I'll just I'll just put it at that. That's that's a hint for your political <laughs> trivia. Okay, um, is but, this going to be a nice one? I mean, it is a nice one. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. that would keep it clean. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So uh, anyway, um, apparently, uh, let's see. Consistent with the White House protocol for positive COVID cases, Joe will be in isolation. So, what's different? <laughs> yeah. What's the point? Good point. You know, uh, you know the uh, White House. Several reports out about the White House, you know, shutting down questions a day when asked about, you know, where to get it, and t- typical, you know, shielding Joe Biden and his administration from tough questions. But I, I thought today a valid question would have been asked. You know, they talked about that that President Biden was on Paxlovid, which I've known several people just done quite well right, with that. Right. But I think a good question today would, okay, you've mentioned what the president's on. And for the last two years, we've never heard you at all mention therapeutics. I mean, why, yeah. why not? Why not? Suddenly they're, yeah. well, su- suddenly they're important enough to talk about, but it hadn't been important enough to talk yeah. about for the last two years. You know, the president just a few months ago you know, made the famous statement that, you know, this has suddenly become a pandemic of the unvaccinated, yeah. you know, yeah. just trying to kind of shaming people that hadn't been vaccinated. When, when all this time they could have been saying, yeah, we want you to get vaccinated, but you know what? If not, I mean, you got the bully pulpit. You've got every major news outlet in the world listening to every word you say and not a mention of therapeutics during all this. Good point. Uh, so amongst those that were with the president when he was up in Massachusetts yesterday, uh, where he announced he had cancer, um, let's see, there was um, Ed Markley, Markey. Pennsylvania guy? No, Ed Markey's the other senator along with um, Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Uh, The queen was – the the Indian princess was there. Um, Representative Jake Achinkos and Representative Bill Keating. So it'll be interesting to see if any of them come down with with COVID. But again, I mean, you know, you talk about comorbidities. I mean, Joe – I don't know if mental illness is a comorbidity to COVID, but – the uh, I mean, I, I know Joe thinks he can whip Donald Trump if he got him behind the barn, but I don't <laughs> take know. him out back. And yeah. Beat the yeah. shoot out of him. Yeah. Anyway, beat the hell out of him. I think that's what he said. Let's then. let's hope that uh, Joe does not um, get any worse. I mean, in all honesty, I, I uh, consider the alternatives. It's not pleasant. Uh, we, we've uh, as bad as it is. We need Joe to hang in there for the next uh, two years. News and Observer is reporting North Carolina officials will not seek reinstatement of the 20-week abortion ban. Uh, well, I say officials, Josh Stein. Josh Stein is the official that the News and Observer is talking about. Now, the News and Observer would like you to think this is bipartisan support not to reinstate the 20-week abortion ban. That is incorrect. 
Josh Stein said today his office would not ask a federal judge to reinstate North Carolina's 20-week ban on abortion, rebuffing a request from GOP legislative leaders in light of the U.S. Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. In fact, it's in process. Earlier this month, Stein told GOP leaders that the State Department of Justice was continuing a review of Bryant versus Woodall, a case that resulted in a judge, a judge blocking at the state's 20-week ban from being applied. In a statement Thursday, Stein said the North Carolina DOJ would not take action that would restrict a woman's ability to make their own reproductive health care decisions. Protecting that ability is more important than ever as states across the nation are banning abortions in all instances, including rape and incest. Uh, that, according to Stein again. After the Supreme Court struck down Roe last month, Phil Berger and Tim Moore asked Stein to take all necessary legal action to reinstate the ban, which the federal judge ruled unconstitutional in 2019. Basically, Stein is saying, no, I don't think so. Mm. Is this malfeasance? I mean, is is Stein, as the attorney general, is he not to go ahead and make sure that the laws uh, on the books are being followed? You know, Josh Stein hadn't really performed as an attorney general. And, and in fact, Roy Cooper wasn't much better in his time in office. I mean, it's it's been to them purely a position where they're basically representing the DNC in North Carolina and uh, on, on national issues down at the state level. He never once represents North Carolina. I mean, he's elected by the people to represent the Constitution, to yes. enforce it. He's the, and enforce the law. He's the official, uh, what, top police officer, if you will. Legally, to legal officer, the to enforce yeah. the law, and, and he's he not re- doing it. Refuses he's simply to. not doing it. He's acting as a legis- He's acting as a governor. He's acting as a dictator. I mean, it, it's as if I can decide which laws I like and which laws I don't like, and that's what I. I mean, this is like a police officer deciding. Well, you know what? There goes Benny. I'm going to pull him over because mm-hmm. I don't like news and views. In all fairness, I mean that is the Democrat way for Democrat elected officials all over the country. <laughs> you know they. They only enforce what they want to. Yeah, yeah. And and is that not the beginning, or, or if not full fledged anarchy? Yeah, I mean, you either have the rule of law or you don't. And if you don't have law, I mean, who, who was it that said uh, we're not we're not a nation of men, we're a nation of laws? I, yeah, it may have been Benjamin Franklin, well, maybe or Lex John Rex. Adams, maybe Lex Rex. We we are we, we uh, you know our law is the Constitution. It's not a king. It's not an oligarchy. It's the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And now we've got a bunch of oligarchs in the Democratic Party and a few in the Republican Party. Oh, we got them in the Republican oh, yeah. Party, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, get, we'll get to some of those in a few minutes. Um, in response to Sign's announcement, Moore said – Tim Moore, the speaker – said Republican leaders are exploring all options to defend the law and protect life in North Carolina. Now, why do the legislatures have to do the job – of the attorney general. That's exactly what Tim Moore just said. I mean, he was more polite about it and less direct than I'm being here. But Josh Stein is not doing his job. And Tim Moore says, well, we'll, we'll see what we can do to make sure that the law is followed. We just look at Attorney General Stein's uh, campaign finance reports from last election. It's, <clears throat> you know, he's been funded primarily from out of state. So he's got to tote their water and he's got to he's got to. Pay him back. Be interesting to see how much money he's getting from uh, George Soros. By the way, this whole this whole deal uh, reinstating the twenty week ban 
Uh, earlier this month, Judge William Osteen ordered all parties involved in the Bryant versus Woodall to submit briefs with their arguments for why the injunction on the 20-week ban should or should not be lifted. The order issued July 8th give parties a month to respond with their briefs. But Josh Stein just said, nah, I don't think so. I just, I just won't do it. I, I, I don't feel like it. The guy ought to be impeached. But you know over what, malfeasance. You know what really concerns, and I'm not going to be able to pull it up in time. But you know what really concerns Josh Stein the most? <laughs> the fact that Mark Robinson got a lot more votes than he did last election. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he got a lot more votes for attorney for uh, uh, lieutenant governor, governor than what Josh Stein did for attorney general. So that's what yeah. that's what keeps him up at night. Not rep, not worrying about the uh, North Carolina Constitution. Well, that's probably uh, that's probably a good uh, look into your crystal ball. I I, I would think come twenty twenty four, not only we'll be looking at the presidential race, we'll probably be looking at Josh Stein uh, and uh, Robinson, Mark Robinson, in a uh, gubernatorial race in North Carolina. That will be fun. <laughs> it will be. That might be more fun than the presidential race. Well, we're gonna have some pretty good. Uh, Senate race too coming up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did we just have some some dead air time or something? Something something just had weird in my mic. Anyway, no. Uh, anyway, speaking of, uh, well, no, we won't we won't compare uh, the upcoming ads to dead air. Uh, <laughs> let's take a time out and we get back. We got lots more to talk about. Stay with us. We'll be right back. to the show that really makes you think. He is a genius. He's all-powerful. He brought a kind of heat. He could be the best. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? More news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is news and views for a political Thursday, National Junk Food Day. Hmm. Can't get too much of that. 161 years ago today, the Battle of Bull Run. Took place. First major battle of the Civil War. Who, or, who, who got their nickname? Stonewall Jackson. Yeah. That was, and to us Southerners, we call it the uh, First Manassas, Battle of Manassas. Yes. The Now, am I, am I getting the backwards? I was I was thinking that the Southern Southerners went by the closest stream and the Yankees went by the closest town. Yeah, I got yeah, it backwards. Got it backwards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. First but, Manassas and second Manassas. Think maybe we'd be called First Manassas because the Confederates won that one big time. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right. Uh, beautiful area, too. Of course, it's uh, it's growing like wildfire. Thank goodness that the, a lot of the battlefield has been protected, and it's a pretty place to visit. Take a look at your weather forecast. Thunderstorms likely this evening, and a chance of scattered thunderstorms later. A, a chance of uh, precip 70%, scattered thunderstorms, and a uh, low of 73. Tomorrow, more storms in the morning. Then it becomes partly cloudy with a high near 90, so a little cooler tomorrow. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 74. Saturday, some sun in the morning with increasing clouds in the afternoon. A possible thunderstorm is possible. Uh, the highs on Saturday, 93. All in all, we need the rain. I know we've had a lot of rain, and the drought is subsiding, but we probably need some more. That's like in a, you're back to the civil, little Civil War history for our audience. Back in kind of in your home state of Maryland, the Battle of Antietam, right. uh, which was for named for Antietam Creek, 
and the Southerners called it the Battle of Sharpsburg, which that's the town. That's the that town that's taking place at. That's mm-hmm. right. Been there many times. Christian Post is reporting the um, – this is actually a couple days old, but we haven't covered it yet. The uh, In response to the Supreme Court overturning Roe and Casey and sending the abortion issue back to the states for the states to decide, if you remember in that, there was a concurring opinion written by Judge Thomas – and he said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, you know, perhaps we need to consider the, the same logic and send other issues back to the states, such as the, the idea of the federal government mandating contraception or the federal government um, signing off on homosexual marriages. Uh, and, and, of course, people went bananas over that, thinking, oh, they want to outlaw those things. They want to outlaw contraception. And, he's, and, and Thomas said – and, again, I'm paraphrasing. Thomas said – he's not saying that. He's saying that is a state issue. Let's send it back to the states. He's speaking from a constitutional law Thank theory you. approach as opposed to a specific issue is really what he was addressing. Exactly. Which, you know, someone could argue, well, how – you know, how, how about another issue that's been decided? But at the same time, there's not many issues that has been taken away from the states and done at the federal government except the ones he mentioned in recent years. Well, over the last couple of days, and it's almost as if the Democrats realize that their days are numbered. In fact, I saw an article today up in Iowa. There might not be any Democrats left at all in that state. I mean, that's how bad it is. But uh, the Democrats know their days are numbered, and they are really – they're running for the, the exits, trying well, – they're going to end up at the exits. But in the meantime, before that happens, they're really trying to pass a lot of legislation that uh, seems a little bizarre. But what's even more bizarre is some of the Republicans that are falling in line. So earlier this week, under Queen Nancy – the House decided to codify same-sex marriage. And uh, interestingly, the vote was 267 to 157. 47 Republicans, all the Democrats voted for this. 47 Republicans also decided that they would vote for this codifying um, uh, homosexual marriage. There are other bills that uh, they're working on even, even today um, but but what is – now, if, for this to become law, it's got to be passed by the Senate as well. And the, the problem is some of these senators that we thought were strong conservatives that would, strong, would stand strong for morality, stand strong for um, what has been law for some 200 years – the biblical definition of marriage, if I could say that, um, we now find that certain senators are – now, there are certain senators you, you're not surprised. Uh, Lisa Mikowski, Susan Collins, I mean, they jump right in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Mitt Romney, not decided yet. But what's really disturbing is <laughs> – Excuse me. Thune, Thune. Mitt Romney's got to see which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that, he's, yeah. he's a political a political wind uh, – Observer, yeah, <laughs> he's he's the Republican version of Bill Clinton. Uh, John Thune of South uh, Dakota, 
Rob Portman of Ohio, and Tom Tillis of North Carolina have all come out and said, yeah, I think I'll probably vote for that. Now, it isn't, it isn't a done deal, and there's a good probability that the Senate won't even take it up until after their August break. They've got about two weeks left before their August break, and they probably won't. But listen, uh, North Carolinians, if you're listening and you're a conservative, and I, I know this is frustrating. You thought he was a conservative when he first ran. For, well, he's appeared to me to be a conservative when he first ran for the U.S. Senate, mm-hmm. when he first ran, when, when he's coming out of the North Carolina House. He mm-hmm. certainly had the, the look of a conservative. Yeah, based on his General Assembly career. He yeah. seemed like and a conservative. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then he got tasting those fillets that they serve at the White House uh, Cafe. Uh, not White House Cafe, but the, uh, the Republican Club. The, the Congressional Cafe yeah. where they can get a fillet every day for lunch. Anyway, um, th- this is very disturbing. Uh, I- I'm reading from a CNN article. One key Republican, Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina, told CNN Wednesday he probably will support the bill. And importantly, Republican Whip John Thune says he expects the legislation will have strong GOP support in the Senate as it got in the House. If and when the Democrats bring the bill to the floor, we'll take a look at it, said Thune. Uh, Also, Rob Portman has indicated – now, Rob Portman apparently has a son who uh, is a homosexual, and uh, he looks like he would be in favor of that. All three of these guys at one point seemed like they were very, very conservative. But, uh, no, they're, uh, it, it's the irony of, of the bill. It's entitled the Respect for Marriage Act. That's what, they, that's what the House titled the bill. I don't, I'm not sure if it would have the same title when it gets to the Senate. Probably will. But, um, yeah, this is, where our, this is where our U.S. Senate and, and House is. Uh, but, but even just so disappointing <clears throat> that these people that you thought were conservatives – is it the fillets? Is it the water? Or were they were they less conservative all along? Were they liberals from the get go? Well, you know, well, here's here's a uh, a discussion I had earlier today, discussion slash debate about it. Somebody asked me about it when I he said, "Well, you know, here, this you know this proves that we we live in a in North Carolina. We live in a purple state, and and you know Tom Tillis has to do these things in order to get elected, and." He didn't get originally elected. I mean, and we weren't that less purple eight years or six years, but, eight but, years ago. But here's the important question: is is the reason Tom Tillis is barely winning against a flawed Democrat candidate like? Uh, yeah, what was the guy's name? I can't remember, but he got caught on oh, the couch. Quickly. Yeah, got caught on the couch with Doing his girlfriend. The shuffle. Yeah, yeah, with his girlfriend. But is Tom Tillis not getting a lot of votes because he's not much different than a Democrat candidate? Or, or is is it really that tight in North Carolina? I mean, I I want to think he's not getting enough votes because Republicans aren't going out and voting for him because he doesn't seem very conservative. Yeah. I mean, he got less votes last election than Joe Biden in North Carolina. Wow. So, I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, to, I mean, to to win closely in that last rate against a, a severely flawed candidate. Yeah. There's two things yeah. happen: either North Carolina is really, really purple, or either. The North Carolina Republican and independent voters that are conservatives are saying, I'm not voting for him. So it's one or the other. I, who knows? So go Google Senator Tom Tillis 
and call his office. Be polite. Be polite. But tell them very firmly that this is a deal breaker if he votes in favor of the Respect for Marriage Act. That's the name of the bill that has passed the House and it will come up for a vote. And uh, again, it won't, you know, the, the thing that will sway Senator Tillis is if he gets hundreds, if not thousands of calls saying, uh, Senator Tillis, please vote against the Respect for Marriage Act. And, and you know, I, I mean, I'll just put it out there. My, my view on this is probably probably left of what yours would be. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, number one, I don't think the federal government should be in the marriage business. I don't I don't care what the federal government thinks about marriage. I mean, marriage to me is a, a religious thing in, in my mind and in, in, in the way I live. But my, I mainly fall down to the, the federal government doesn't have any business getting in this Thank issue. You. And I, I'm someone that, you know, states very wildly sure. in their laws between you know when it comes to estates and, and and that type of thing so that's why it needs to be handled at the state level i mean personally i believe that a state should recognize a civil union for legal purposes sure. personally but but that's not marriage to me but the federal government doesn't have any business getting no. in this no that's they, that's where i come down the 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 idea that uh, they are going to, um, you know, the, and these are the same people that said you can't legislate morality. Mm-hmm. Well, what are they doing here? <laughs> what are they doing here? I mean, put that decision back to the states, back to the people of the states, back to the people that elect their representatives. And if they don't like what it, whatever it is, get new represent, representation. But it's, I don't think it's the position of the federal government. And, again, this – there, there are some people out there saying, well, this does not have a chance to pass because you need, you'll need 60 votes in the Senate. And you have some people that you were thought, well, which way will guys like Lindsey Graham go? Lindsey Graham came out and said he's against this. He, he'll vote against it. Uh, Marco Rubio, Rubio said he would vote against this. Uh, Mitt Romney, eh, we don't know. But um, anyway. he's, he's waiting to see what Mitch, Mitch McConnell tells him to do. Mitch McConnell said he'll wait and see. Uh, <laughs> see, how, it's that's wait and see how close the vote is. Probably is yeah. what that means. Um, interesting. Uh, another story out of the Christian Post. There was a resolution put forward by a representative, Mike Johnson from Louisiana, and it was a very simple resolution that noted the violence taking place to pro-life pregnancy centers, pro-life groups, and pro-life churches. Mike Johnson simply had a resolution that would have condemned the violence against those organizations coming from left-wing organizations such as Jane's Revenge, uh, when he went to the floor to introduce the legislation, I, I listened to his uh, – it was about an eight-minute speech. And two minutes of his speech were just example after example after example after example of the violence that has taken place all across this nation. The resolution also urged the Biden administration to use all appropriate law enforcement authorities to uphold the law. That was it. I mean, there was no real teeth in this thing. It was it was more of a symbolic resolution. Mm-hmm. 
Nancy Pelosi wouldn't let it come through a vote. <laughs> she would not let it come to a vote. This is – And you know why? Because there are so many radical representatives in the Democrat Party that would open their mouths and show just how radical that they are that would would be against this. And uh, I, think, I think that's probably why she wouldn't let it come to a vote because America would see just how radical, radicalized the Democrat Party is now. By the way, I don't know if you saw this on Fox News, um, Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh, apparently he's very pro-life. I don't, I don't know a, a lot about him. He's still a nice guy, but he, he and his brother are both good coaches. But um, he apparently was the guest speaker at a fundraiser for a pro-life pregnancy center mm. and just, just came out and just speaking for the right to life to protect the unborn and the – vitriol that has come against oh, this yeah. guy is unbelievable yeah look out disney will be telling espn that hey you can't do any broadcasts from live from uh the big house is yeah. it the big house in michigan, michigan? Yeah. they call yeah. that the big yeah. house yeah. Yeah. yeah well there's probably two big houses in michigan <laughs> <laughs> um jamal hill wasn't she with espn at one point she was yeah. um she said this might be a difficult concept for jim harbaugh of any of the anti-choice persons to grasp, but if you don't want an abortion, just don't get one. That's not hard. So, so that, this is a black woman. So let's go back 175 years. If you don't want a slave, just don't have one. How would that have worked for you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the Palmer Report. No one who actively attempts to deny women their most basic rights should ever be allowed to hold a position of influence at a public university. That includes the University of Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh and his anti-woman fundraising. He is a public employee. So uh, these, these same people who think it's good that we have a man uh, playing NCAA sports and in, in terms of men playing in women's sports, but he wants a level playing field when it comes to abortion, but not when it comes to sports. But the the idea then so you've got to have a litmus test now to go teach at a public university if if you don't meet the the liberals quota you're you're not allowed in a public university that's that's where it's going hey we got to take a time out but let's play political trivia I haven't played it for a couple of weeks 5618255 is the number to call 5618255 your category is the secret service we'll play when we get back back with a little political trivia took a little two-week hiatus uh your category today secret service prize package includes a bunch of goodies including a free oil change for your car pickup at dave davis's east carolina chrysler dodge jeep or at washington chrysler dodge jeep ram a gift certificate from fit for life including two free training sessions with a fitness coach a $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, U.S. 70 West in Havelock. Also a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Delicious made-from-scratch goodies and a gift stick. Talking in tongues. <laughs> my producer's talking in my ear, and okay, I got, uh, I've got those names. Uh, a gift certificate to Ironwood Golf 
and uh, Country Club. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family have won recently, the 60 days passed before you play again. First up is Bruce from Emerald Isle. Hey, Bruce. Hey. Hey, Bruce. Are you ready to play? Well, I think so. Being first up is always, uh, you know. I I have a good feeling about this for you, Bruce. I don't know why. but. (laughs) All right, here's a question. It was 157 years ago this month that the United States Secret Service began. What was the event that drove the United States federal government to begin the United States Secret Service? Oh, it was one of the assassinations. Uh, McKinley's assassination. No, it wasn't. That oh, is that is God. a great guess, but that was not it. Um, that didn't okay. happen until 1901. Yeah, uh, I know. It's like, it was a 20 year cycle there for a while. But anyway, yeah, that so, was 1901. But, and now you're, you're, you're warm because um, uh, they did increase their uh, protection of the president after that, but that was not the initial reason why okay. it started. Well, give Thanks. someone a, a yeah. clue. And- hey, hey, you gave somebody a hint. Thanks, Bruce. 561 8255. Is it Jessica? Jessica. Yes. Hey, Jessica. How are you? Hey, Jessica. I'm good. That was my guess. So let me try. To All right, know. change gears. What do you think um, now? Now remember uh, a little hint for you. Uh, the, the year 157 years ago, the year would have been 1865. Um, in 1865, um, they had some counterfeiting of currency. Bingo! You got it, Jessica. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't assassination. <laughs> about that, yes. How about that, yeah. Um, Rampant counterfeiting. By the end of the Civil War, nearly one-third of all currency in circulation was counterfeit. As a result, the country's financial stability was in jeopardy. To address the concern, the Secret Service was established in 1865 as a bureau in the Treasury Department to suppress widespread counterfeiting. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Washington, and today's my husband's birthday, so this is a perfect Hey, happy birthday. All right, Jessica, hold on. Clark's going to get all your information. We'll get those uh, certificates out to you. Thanks for uh, calling and winning. Thanks for everybody else who called. Sorry uh, Jessica took away your thunder. Stay with us. Benny and I will be right back. News and views. He's kind of a diva. He's absolutely fascinating. Ultimate gentleman spy. Irresistible to women, deadly to his enemies, a legend in his own time. You won't believe what he's going to say next on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Here's Tom Lemprecht. Welcome back and congratulations to Jessica Richardson of Washington, North Carolina. She got it right. Uh, Secret Service wasn't uh, there for assassination purposes. Their original deal was to uh, uh, counteract the uh, counterfeiting that was rampant after the Civil War. And, uh, yeah, it was nothing to do with assassination. And then when McKinley died, as um, Bruce mentioned, uh, at the uh, hand of an assassin, uh, they they ramped up their uh, their services. <clears throat> that, that was around late 1800s, wasn't it? That was 1901. 1901. Yeah, yeah. 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 close. So congratulations and a happy birthday to uh, Jessica Richardson's husband. By the way, there's a, a gift certificate to uh, Gwendy's Goodies. Unfortunately, we can't get it to you today. Otherwise, you could go down and buy him a birthday cake today. But uh, <laughs> hey, you can get him a belated birthday cake on National. Uh, junk food day. Yeah. Right. Hey, it, it all falls together. You know, it's like the planets are aligned. 
Washington Examiner, Examiner is reporting voters are showing an eagerness to junk old slates of presidential candidates and entertain a new cast of hopefuls, including fresh faces such as Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin. I, do you really think Glenn Youngkin would have a shot? I mean, if DeSantis, if, if Trump doesn't run and DeSantis does, Glenn Youngkin is so, I, I would think, I mean, I know he won a big victory, but he just became the governor of Virginia. Well, you know, it depends on how much money he raises and how much, yeah. how many commercials. You know, name ID is, but you know, Ron DeSantis would have so much ahead yeah. of him. Yeah. But you know, I think I had a story. It might have been one day that you, you had to leave early, I, and I didn't get to. But there was some, there's some talk, some big fundraisers up in um, for Youngkin. In fact, I was going to ask Charlie. Uh, Charlie heard about it when we had him on. Right. Um, cause he's in that Virginia, he lives in Virginia and, um, I know Yunkin, he's been to that town a lot. Um, so I was just wondering if what, what the rumblings are. I mean, he's, he's not going to New York to raise a bunch of money for, for the governor, for the governor's race, yeah, for his reelection that, that he just won. I don't, by think. the way, we have had more positive comments on that, uh, view we had with Charlie Hurt and, uh, need to get, you need, you need to put him on your, uh, Call list. <laughs> well, he he had a funny article this week. Uh, it's just hilarious about um, basically about the His- Hispanics leaving the Democrat Party in droves. I mean, and yeah. I mean, he's very politically smart, like he is, but he's very politically incorrect. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and he just he's just hoot. he's just funny. If you don't follow him, you need to go follow him in Washington Times. But I sent him an, a nice little email, uh, tell him how I enjoyed it. And said, you know, hey, we can have you on anytime you want. <laughs> well, sounds good. I mean, I, I sincerely thought he had a good time too, though. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who do you think um, is a, a name that's being mentioned more than once in the uh, on the Democrat side for president? Well, you know, I've I, I've said for for two or three years Michelle Obama, but uh, no, no, no. Believe it or not, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> That is laughable. Is she, is she old enough to run for president? Well, you know, I, I still stand by my guns. There will be not be a Democrat primary next election, and it won't be because Joe Biden is the, the candidate, and it won't be because Kamala Harris is the candidate. I just I think there's going to be somebody else appointed before the next. But can you imagine a Democrat primary with AOC in it? Because you know. <clears throat> Regardless of what the Democrat candidate, when once they go against Republicans, uh, it's just going to be all out against Republicans with the right. with the mainstream media. They won't have to. It'll be softball after softball after softball. But in the Democratic primary, you know, they they actually go after at, with some tough questions. And I would just love to see AOC would be. Yeah, it'd be laughable. She's I mean, she is like literally has junior the, high, junior level. high. I was yeah. thinking the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. Interestingly, the person uh, this this was a poll taken by Rasmussen. The person least likely to uh, that that voters want to see run for re-election. Who do you think that is? The, both parties, either party. The person that got the the worst marks for well, running against is it the president? No, mm-hmm. no, Hillary. 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 Okay. Hillary. Well, I just I wouldn't even think. Uh... 69% said no, 20% said yes. Interestingly, 53% of Democrats said no. Hmm. 59% of liberals said no. I mean, isn't that one and the same? <laughs> what was I heard the guy, what, what was the guy that um, worked for the Clinton campaign, um, 
then was a the fo- young guy. No, worked for the Clinton campaign, and then was a Fox News contributor and was wrong about everything. Uh, oh, Dick Morris, Dick Morris, yeah, you know, yeah. speechwriter for Bill yeah. Clinton. Yeah, he was on either this week, earlier this week or last week, saying that you know, oh, Hillary's always running. She's, and I think he kind of forgot that uh, she didn't run last time. You know, but. I think I think she really has no self awareness of just just how unpopular she is. Other names: uh, Mitt Romney, sixty six percent of voters said no. Nineteen said yes. Seventy one percent of Republicans said no. Bernie Sanders, sixty seven percent said no. Twenty one percent said yes. Fifty nine percent of Democrats said no. On Bernie? On Bernie? Wow. Yeah, Bernie's done. But Bernie's so old, though. I mean, I mean, isn't it interesting that the Democrats were always pointing the finger at Republicans, <laughs> calling them old white guys? And that's all they got. That's all they got. And I just – I mean, you t- got to check to see if the pulse is still there. You know, Bernie's been a little bit – a little quiet for the last couple of years, but I just remember it. Joe Biden's nomination. Do you remember sitting there like some old ski jacket and those old uh, gloves yeah. oh, that were yeah. knitted, yeah. old brown yeah. gloves? yeah, yeah. It looked like some homeless guy, you know, begging on the side of the road. I'm surprised the Capitol Police didn't, like, handcuff him and say, come on, guy, get out of here. I wouldn't know who he was. This is this is, a, this is surprising and not surprising. Ted Cruz, 60, 63% said no, 20% said yes, 48% of Republicans, half of the Republicans to Ted Cruz said no. You know, I like Ted Cruz, but there is something a little caustic about the guy. He he may be one of the smartest guys in Washington, but he's just um, he's not a very likable candidate, really. I um, mean, I like what he says right. and his ideals, but he's just he's kind of a he's kind of a Republican Clinton, really, as far as likability goes. Yeah, as, as likability. Yeah. yeah, I mean, nothing else. Yeah, no policy. To, yeah, exactly. Hey, congratulations again, Jessica Richardson, our political trivia winner. We got to run for today. We'll be back and do it again tomorrow. See you then at 5 o'clock. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.